Oh, hey, it's me, your boy, and this is Knights of the Weave Table. This week on Knights of the Weave Table, we're talking about your name, the uh, legendary tearjerker of an anime movie. I'm Sage. I am the Aomi. I'm Clear. Oh, and I'm Lego. Hey, I have a synopsis. Are you guys ready for this? It's Don't Stop Believing by Journey. I was going to do my own version, but I couldn't think of anything clever. I thought you were about to sing it. I was waiting. I was gonna. I was was gonna. Like, I had just a small town girl. And then I was like, second verse, and I was like, a waitress in a fancy restaurant. And then I was like, I can't go any further than that. A waiter in a fancy restaurant? Waitress. Waitress. We're on a different verse. It's small town girl, city boy, and then the waitress. And then I was going to do something for the other friend, and I didn't. Oh, the friends. Okay. Gotcha. Right? We there was other people important in this anime. It wasn't just Were they important? I thought waitress was cool. Don't ask me your name. Okaderu, I think. Hang on. I you're probably right. Uh yeah. Her first name is Mickey, so I feel like that was easy to remember. <laughs> Shout out to Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the legit synopsis, if we want that. Um, Wild, guys. It literally says, just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took a train to Tokyo and was fucking devastated. Hang on, you're missing a few parts in there, I think. No, I think that's the story. And then it was just a city boy working a fucking shitty part-time job that clearly did not pay well. I mean, it paid well enough, considering the fact that Mitsuha could spend all his money. And he was still doing okay. Did it pay bad? Or was food just overpriced? We'll never know. Inflation. It's this economy. Yeah. Inflation in 2016, if they only knew. Okay, so... Ya girl, Mitsuha, is a high school girl. And she yearns to be a boy. That is what it says. A boy living in Tokyo. I also yearn to be a boy that lives in Tokyo. I want everyone to know that. Definitely, like, says in the next life, I want to be a boy in Tokyo. Yeah, like, very specifically. Anyway, so talk. She switched bodies with Taki, who is shocker, a boy who lives in Tokyo with a busy part time job in high school. And, yep, that's pretty much the synopsis, guys. I'm not even really paraphrasing it. It's really just like they try to figure themselves out. The end of synopsis. My anime list needs to get its shit figured out because there is so much more that happens in this movie. Yeah. It's literally just like, it just revolves around their actions, which begin to have a dramatic impact on each other's lives, weaving them into a fabric held together by fate and circumstance. Okay. And, uh, Musubi. Or, what is it? Musubi? Oh, I forget. It's been a week. Dude, I feel that. It was Musubi, Musubi. So I guess getting ahead of ourselves. It was a theme that Mitsuha's grandmother uh, introduces into the story, calling everything Musubi. The idea that threads uh, all tie together and flow. Um, I don't know if it has any deeper meaning than just giving a word to the fact that there's timeline shit happening. It's probably not the deepest thing that happens in the movie. It just gives a word to it. Wasn't it like that union stuff she was talking about? Yeah, which was like one of the, I don't know, key components of this show. But yeah, they literally were just like, 
We need a word for this to explain it. So that people know. The boys gotta know. Also, 2016 in that animation? 2016. That's when this movie came out. Oh, shit. And this animation, like, this is better than some of the 2020 animes. I'll die on that hill. I don't care. It's a movie animation for you. They they have yeah, I guess. budget, if not more, for a lot less time. They can put in all that extra detail. That's why I love anime movies, like, generally more than, like, anime as a whole. That's fair. That ma- that that makes a lot of sense. Cause I was like, "Yo, this is 2016. Like, what the fuck?" Oh, we all want to hear your thoughts on the sake. Oh, the sake. Uh, there is an untapped market for sake. I'm I'm tra- I'm trademarking it, so if anyone does it, I get royalties. No, you're gonna hi- you're gonna have to fight with Mitsuha's sister about that trademark. <laughs> you gotta you gotta start this off right. You gotta start this off with the thought process of it. Because you were like, there's this, why don't we do this? You gotta, you gotta walk everybody through how you got to that point. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, because like, the way old school sake was made, as it shows in this anime, is that it's basically chewed up rice, spit into uh, containers, sealed, fermented, and then you had, you had spit rice alcohol. Right? So hot. So, my thing, the untapped market potential that this has, Gamer Girl Rice Sake. Because homies will buy the bath water, they'd buy the spit juice. It was revolutionary. We had a good chuckle about it. (laughs) So today we learned that uh, Lego has a spit fetish? No! Not for us! We want to make money! You don't... This is a a business idea. This is a You don't you don't use your supply. You don't make money if you use your supply. Nah, nah, I'm just just uh being ridiculous. I see what you mean. If people can sell feet pics and bath water, you're right. People can sell spit in a bottle. The fact that it's not already a thing that's memed on is shocking to me. When he said it, I was like, you're absolutely fucking right. This movie has been out for six years and nobody has done this or talked about it. Too many people are cry, crying about like what else happens in the movie. I'll think about how to make a profit off of this shit. Not that you're wrong. Some of us were some of us were crying and some of us were making business plans, so <laughs> it was a weird vibe. Speaking of the crying, we can't talk about this movie without talking about crying moments. Who who teared up? Uh you know your girl did. Let's be real. I cried at a different part than I originally cried, though, which was weird. The first time was, obviously, the part where he's like, we'll just write our names on our hands. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Marker drop. And it was like, oh, well, that fucking sucked. And then she's running and and he's running and they're doing shit. And everyone's like, and then and then they're like, oh, no, I forget it. And then she goes to look at her hand. It just says, I love you sent me to a different plane of existence this time I cried when they reunited as adults which I don't know why it was heartfelt I guess and I know a buddy over here had a spreadsheet for his fucking million dollar idea so he was not crying Lego you didn't tear up at all no I uh I I don't know I had this one thought in my head that I usually get with these kinds of shows or movies that just I just I don't know prevented me from crying over it. I don't know. 
I get these. I don't know. I get these ideas that like, like it's like this cute love story where they're just like meant to be. But if you really look at it, like they don't spend any time together. They don't truly know each. It's just like this realistic way, like or like this realist way of like looking at it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I truly, really. But, but yeah, but yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't really, they don't really know each other. So like, what if like this, the relationship between the two was only to stop a tragedy, and when they finally get together, they get into this long term committed relationship and realize they just hate each other. They're just a terrible match. What if? <laughs> I'm getting dirty looks. You deserve the dirty looks. They loved each other. They got to. They're more intimate than anyone ever will be because they got to be inside of each other in a different way. So yes, they're in love. <laughs> Perhaps. You will never be that close with a woman. He touched his own boobs. He was living every man's dream. You hate love. On that topic, one of the funniest scenes in, in the show is like after he drinks the spit and like they reconnect and he gets to basically live her whole life and it's like wow this big whatever we're after a big like emotional heartbreak or whatever and then he like spawns in in her body and is like oh my god it happened and the sister opens the door and he's just fucking bawling but he's still fucking touching himself he's like i'm still here for it every morning <laughs> i don't care typical typical man though just like a wake up and jerk it, but you don't have a dick anymore, so you're just gonna fondle your own titties? Am I wrong? Is that not what men do? The two men are very silent? Come on! We all know you do it! Don't answer that. Be silent still, please. You know, I just want to say I called it. When when he went to the... When, he, when they got... When he went to the... I don't know, what do we call it? The shrine in the... In the inactive volcano? Yeah. What do you call it? I was like, like when he like started like trying to open up like the the sake, I was like, "Yo, is this like gamer girl rice water hallucinogenic?" And he just he just stared at me as it happened. I think I called a few things in this you movie. Called, that was... You called too much of it, like really early, like too early to be thinking about it early on. He's like, they're two different time periods, aren't they? I think it was I think it was the the pancakes when she was like, "Oh, I could live for a month," and then they were like. Yeah, maybe a decade ago, and you were like, "Are they from different timelines?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know, no," because I don't have a fucking poker face. That's like really interesting and kind of funny. It's almost like a, a failing, maybe, on the movie because like that's just meant to show the difference between city life and country life. No, I think it was a hint to show that there are different times. But like a decade is a decade's a bit much. I mean, maybe I guess. Yeah, it was it was it wasn't a decade, but maybe it was like foreshadowing in a way because it was only three years. Yeah, it was only like well, let's be real, guys. Like twenty twenty two to twenty nineteen, the prices be different. Looking at you, gas prices. There's a bit more context to why that is, but uh... true that. Yeah, it's fair, but I I that's a really that's probably what it was. You're absolutely right. Was like country life to city life. Of the we have ex disposable income to just throw on pancakes and God forbid you try that, you little city girl living in a lonely world without a part time. Yeah, that's a whole other. Well, okay, it's not a part time job, but she worked at the shrine. 
that she lived at. I think she worked for room and board, guys. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Grandma, we're living with you now. Yeah, and you're going to fucking work for it. I don't give a shit if your dad's a politician. Also, the dad sucks. Can we just, like, everyone love that for a second? He was a butthole. He was like, my dead wife. I'm abandoning my children. and going to be a politician. The worst thing you can be. The truth. Shrine, like, head of the shrine. Politician. Butthole. Unless anyone has anything other to say about that. Because I think he was a butt face. I think you're right. I think he truly lived a scummy life. I, I don't think there's any disputing that. It's just... If there was an antagonist to the film, it might have been him. If not the meat, like the Comet. I feel like the Comet is the true... True big villain. But it's like, the Comet's not a, not a character. It's more of a plot point. True villain. He may be a politician, but the kill count of that Comet... Like, what, was zero by that. the end of the movie, thank you. They got everybody up. No, I think you're right, though. Um, I take back my notes, the comment. It is the dad, because the dad was like, I don't need to fucking listen to you. I'm an adult, and you're a child, and I'm not evacuating the town. I don't care if you've got future visions or whatever. Majora's Mask shit right there. Yo, yeah. I mean, it was kind of right, the the because, the, like, the, the students did kind of commit a... A bomb threat? Break and enter. You no, know, it was not a bomb threat. It was a bomb. I think it's I th- what do you what do you call it? Is it like uh, domestic terrorism? Yeah, I think <laughs> domestic terrorism is what was committed in this movie. That's what's required to get the attention of adults when you're a child. Set blow up power plants, kids. That's the way to get your mom and dad's love. I think it was a, I think it was attention. I don't know about love. Uh- I don't know. Dad seemed like he was he was down to clown when she walked in, and she had serious eyeballs. I don't know. I'd like to, I I'd think that that relationship never got any better even after that. Oh, without a doubt, she moved to Tokyo, and she was like, "See you later, fuckface." I wonder. The shrine was gone, so did they just like stop being shrine people, or did they just like amalgamate to another shrine? What deity do they serve, or? You know what I mean? Like, you know, not it's, you know what I mean. They like the shrines are usually for a specific person. Musubi was also supposed to be the guardian of like their town. It like encapsulated a lot, and I think being the deity was one of the things. Oh, okay. So maybe in some ways, God saved them by being Musubi and allowing them to connect. Threw a rock at them. God was basically the Beast Titan and fucking threw a rock at them. Galactic Beast Titan. A galactic Beast Titan. Only in Zeke's wettest dreams. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> what happens when he unlocks the founder's abilities? That's what he wanted. He was like, I'm gonna get it, Aaron. This is how I save humanity. Galactic Beast Titan. <laughs> then he got T-posed on and it was over. He did get... That was the best description of how that fucking went down. He walked up to Ymir, and they both T-posed at, at Zeke. Oh, I love my life. That's so funny. Extremely off topic, but how far do you think he could throw a rock as, like, a colossal beast? All beast? around the planet. Not even close. As a colossal? A colossal and beast had a baby, Titan? Absolutely, around the planet. 
just pulls a pulls a pulls a piccolo and looks up at the moon. And he's like, "Quit mocking me!" and throws a rock at the moon. Yeah, yeah. Paradiso to uh, Marley, I think, is the farthest. I think so too. I it'd be the it'd be the most convenient for plot. Is that the whole world? That's like that's like according just... to these fucking kids. Yeah, it is. That's the whole goddamn world. There is nothing else except our enemies over there and us. Except for that one chick that thinks Mikasa is the god of their people. I mean, she she might be. She could be. She she's the god of a lot of people. Anyway, your name. Hashtag it always comes back to Attack on Titan. Dude, um, it truly does. A Hall of Fame anime, truly. Speaking of back at uh, your name, Claire, we never we never got your tearjerker scene. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got a little emotional at the end when they were like, what's your name? <laughs> a cute moment. It's pretty cute. Got good props to that. Good punchline. Punchline for the tears. Say the movie name. Shut up, you hate love. They say the... Oh my god, way at the beginning of the movie, somebody says my name, and Max like, roll credits, they said the name of the movie. And I'm like, the movie's called Your Name, not My Name. It was very funny. You are so confident, too. You are so excited. It's the best. So disappointed. <laughs> but you know what really made it too jerky, except Captain Hate Love over here, is all the characters were really good. All of them. Except the dad. The dad sucked butt. Both the dads sucked. His dad was shitty, too. His dad doesn't have a name. It just says Father Tachibana. Like, he left, and Buddy said, have a good day, and then he just didn't say anything, and then you just never see him again, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah! That was when um, Mitsuha was in his body, and she was, like, right feminine, and was like, have a good day! And his dad probably walked out that door and was like, what the literal fuck just happened with my kid? I... I really enjoyed how obvious it was that they switched bodies. They didn't even try. They definitely tried. They had a lot of good signs for, like, who was who. No, I mean, like, them as the characters didn't try to hide that they were different people in different bodies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Homeboy kicked a desk over and was like, I'll fucking fight you talking about my daddy. Doesn't even know who the dad is. Dad could really be a scumlord. Had no idea. Was just ready to fight. And then, um... Mitsuha being like, I'm going to be BFFs with the hot chick at the restaurant and get her to undress for me because she almost got it and did like the world's cutest pattern on her skirt and nobody questioned his his newfound ability to sew. No, they didn't question it because they're all like, yo, yo, you moving in? You moving on to this girl? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I love that like the girls fell for Taki when Mitsuha went in his body. But then everyone fell for Mitsuo when Taki was in her body. You know? Yeah, that was that was cool. Shows how popular they were secretly. And they were both like, I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend because I don't want one. And it's like, you're actually secretly the best. Just needed to swap bodies. Yeah, they needed the confidence of not being themselves. Sometimes it's just that easy, you know? God, I wish. We just need to go to the city and then, like, untie a ribbon from our hair and throw it at, like, a boy that you've been dreaming about. And then uh, they'll, you know, body swap with you for a while. Only it was so easy. The grandma had, like, a weird moment in the anime. I don't know if it was different in Japanese. But uh, after he drinks the the rice water and then, and then switches, uh, 
switches bodies uh, to like for the last time to go like save the town. He's like talking to the grandma and then the grandma like calls him out. He's like, you're not Misaha, are you? And and then he admits to it. And then she kind of goes back into just like uh, shrugging it off. Like, ah, yeah, this happens to like everybody. Just enjoy it. And like, that's it. Like made it seem like like I don't know, kind of like took back her statement. Well, it happened. It happened to everybody in that family, is what she was saying. Because like she did it, and I want to know more about that. Because like what? Oh yes. Why? And can we get some adventures with her mom switching back and her grandma switching back? Like what are we? What did they all save the town from different meteorites? What's happening? <laughs> this town is forever protected. I don't. I don't think so because. Because the way she worded it is that like she just made him sound like 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 good weird memories. So I don't think anything actually happened. I think it just. But she wouldn't remember if it did. Oh, she has like the faint like inkling that it happened, but can't remember who the guy was. Just know that it happened, and then knew that her daughter knew that it happened, and that was it. But what's fucking weird is like two generations of that has happened. And exactly like the bullshit in Turning Red, nobody thought to tell the kid that this is a possibility in life. They were just like, it's going to happen. And you're. Nobody tells the kid anything. I know. And she hides it. And she's like, oh my God, I'm switching bodies with this boy. What a weird fucking quirky thing. I'm not telling my grandma about it. I would tell my grandma. I'd be like, yo, grandma, crazy shit be happening to me. Like, you are my guardian. I would not tell my grandma. Same. I would be like, okay, they're gonna put me in an asylum or something. You gotta. It's the way you word it, though. Like you're not like, yo, I'm switching bodies with a boy in Tokyo. No, you gotta be like, grandma, I'm having some weird fucking dreams. Well, okay. So in my mind, it makes sense for a couple of reasons. One, it's very evident, even as far as like the marker dropping, that the memory fades very, very quickly. So the grandma probably didn't realize or even remember that it happened to her until it was brought up and she kind of had, like, seen that, oh, wait, this is happening. Oh, this is, like, triggering a memory. And I'm, like, thinking about how this, like, happened to me and happened to my daughter and, like, these things happened. Okay. Okay. So it kind of makes sense why it took her some time to, to, like, think about it and bring it up. But also, it's not the first time that she ever kind of recognized that Mitsuha was herself. When she comes down for breakfast, she's like, oh you're yourself today. And there's a couple times where she kind of recognizes that Mitsuha isn't Mitsuha, all the way up to the point where, like, the spit goes into the bottle because Mitsuha isn't Mitsuha at that time. And the grandma calls out Taki at that point. So it didn't seem weird to me because, like, it, it comes up that she has the awareness of it, but only when it's happening. You know, that makes a fucking lot of sense, honestly. Like, that was a good take on it. I had this whole rebuttal about how I've had fucked up dreams and, like, like hyper-realistic dreams. I've had dreams where I've had a penis and I've had full function over the penis, guys. It's a thing. Wait, what, what happens when you, like, wake up and you, like, you, like, can't move but you can still, like, talk and stuff? What is that? Sleep paralysis. Yeah, and then you wake up and you're paralyzed? I've had that. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's not fun. I've had that one time and it looked like it felt like I was looking through like a kaleidoscope in the room and then this thing walked up and like it just like inched closer and closer and closer to my face until it was like enveloping my whole vision and then I got I that I was free from it. It was the scariest fucking it felt like hours. 
it probably wasn't. I had a dream where I, uh, you know how like when you have a dream and you die, you wake up as soon as you like. You die? Yeah. I My dream kept going after I died. What? That's happened to me before, but I like switched bodies to like the body I was in got shot and killed. And then I switched bodies to the person beside me and then they got shot and killed. And I woke up. Oh, you were playing. That's modern warfare. <laughs> no, nah, mine. Mine was weird. I like I died. And then, like, it went black, very quiet. And then it was like this. It was just black. And then it was the sound of like rushing water from like a waterfall that just kept getting louder. There was not, I had nothing to see, and it kept getting louder to the point where it was just like deafening. And then it just like vanished immediately. And then I woke up like a Disney princess, like just the ginger, like like wake up ever. You've been watching too much Lord of the Rings. That's what happens to Frodo at the end of the third movie. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, that's, I guess. Eh? That's, accurate. That's, <laughs> that's fucking accurate. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, yeah, maybe Lord of the Rings: Return of the King went on after on Netflix, and I was just hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the death was pretty gruesome in that fucking dream, though. May everyone think that dreams are just windows to alternate realities? I hope not. We we went to a, I think it was like a, a Smash tournament we went to, and then there was like a terrorist attack at it. That's what it was the dream was. That's fucking terrifying and totally something that would happen. I fucking I fucking hope not. Because I'd like to go again and not die the way I did. Me too. That's how I died. I got shot a lot. Was I there? Did we die together? That's the dream. No, I watched Aaron get blown up by a bomb and then uh You watched Aaron get blown up by a bomb? That's that's rough, buddy. Then I was running away and then I got shot and then I fell and but I was still alive then. And then the guy shot me, but like a very dramatic way. Like he like Yeah, you and then fucking shot you in the head. No 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 no. I got he like shot like bullets like like from my like my legs to my stomach to my torso to my head. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it was very it was a very scary dream. Anytime you wake up and I'm like, What'd you dream about? And you're like, I don't remember my dreams. And this is the one you choose to like I remember very weird way way out of their memories. Oh boy needs a dream journal. Yeah. Everybody needs a dream journal. It's great. You have a dream journal? Um, I have intermittently actually written down dreams because it's nice to actually start remembering them, with the goal of like doing lucid dreaming. But uh, eventually, I just lose track of doing it. Damn, dude. Sometimes I'll lucid dream, but like it's it's neat. It's like, hey, I might as well make the sleep part of my day, which is most of my life, like thirty percent, something controllable. It's fair. I like that. What if it was all just lucid dreaming? I guess not, because it was very apparent that there was two people. Never mind, guys. I take my opinion back. Did you guys watch it subbed or dubbed? Subbed. I watched it dubbed. Oh, wait, no. No, yeah, I watched it subbed this time. through. I watched it subbed the first time I watched it, and this time we watched it dubbed. Um, They do English version of the Rad Whip songs, which was weird, because as you know, I have all of that on my playlist I listen to every day. So I at least once a day listen to one of those songs. Hearing them in English is fucking wild. It just doesn't hit the same, you know? But it's them singing, like, which is really nice. It was, um, who else does that? Mm, the opening for the new Fruits Basket. She re- I can't remember who sings it. But she released an English version herself, which I kind of liked. But... No, it was weird. It was a weird vibe. I was, I was, I was there for it, but I just, 
I want to say I know the words, but I think you guys know what I mean when you say that you know the words to a Japanese song. It's like what you're expecting, and you already have that emotional like connection to it. And then when it hits, when it, it comes at you differently, it just doesn't hit right. Yeah. That being said, I really did enjoy the cast that they had because it wasn't wasn't a ton of big names in English. I don't think I know either of the main characters. Like Taki or Mitsuha. I didn't know either of them. But the best friend that was super into Mitsuha and then was like, I'll settle for her best friend. Buddy was voiced by Kyle Hebert, which is Fat Gum. So I was really into it. Was he really ever super into Mitsuha? I thought he was kind of like, he like respected Mitsuha, but I think like the quarrel, marriage, old couple thing with the other friend was always like, that was the true pair for him. I don't think he knew that. You feel me? Like, it was like, I think he thought Mitsuha was like his crushy crush. Because when they rolled up to watch her do um, the Shrine Maiden ceremony thingy. I think he had respect for the tradition more than he had a crush on Mitsuha. Okay. I took it more as like, because somebody teased him at some point about it. Maybe it was in that part. I definitely thought he had a crush on him, especially when they were like sitting in that room talking about how to take over the uh area. That was like a bro moment. They were just way too like both of them were just way too excited to blow shit up, and they were like into it. I don't, they didn't get any inkling of like romance out of that. One does not simply blow up a power plant for anyone. He just full heartedly was like, "This girl is in love with another boy, and I'm gonna help her because." They knew that bit, did they not at that point? They kind of knew that they're, like it was her and Taki? Or did they forget? I The timeline is fucky. It's like Buddy from Orange. It's exactly like Buddy from Orange. Wait, how is it like Buddy from Orange? Like, he loved the girl, but she he knew she loved someone else, so he helped her get with the, the buddy. Yeah, he accepted... Okay, I, I'm on that scene now. He accepted his fate. Up until that point, though, there was some, there was some mad simping energy. There were some vibes. Okay. It was there. I don't think it was simping. I think it was just, this is a friend. Not as much as Taki's friend being like, he was kind of cute the other day. That was simping. But Buddy with the explosives and the construction dad? I don't, I never got that vibe. I thought it was like, homie shit. And like, there was the teasing from the girl he would eventually be with on festival night, where it was like, oh, you just want to see her in a yukata. And he's like, No. Usually when there is simping, it's like you have big blush, like, oh, but he kind of was just like, no, that's not it. I think he did the no, I don't want to. That was the vibe I got. I agree to disagree. Maybe uh, our listeners will let us know what their thoughts are on this one. That's fair. Settle that tie, maybe. I don't know. Clear, what'd you get from that? Did you get the, I don't, I don't want to see your bullshit? Or was it like that? I don't want to see that bitch. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I got simp vibes until Buddy was marrying the other chick, so I don't fucking know. Okay, I I think, I don't know if anyone, I, I thought that came out of left field. I, I didn't get the, the vibe between the two of them. No, I don't think it came out of left field, but it was definitely like, oh, okay, so they're they're getting married now. That's neat. I was happy for them. Until, until she told him to shave for the ceremony, though, I didn't know they were talking about each other. I thought they were just talking about a wedding. And then I was like, "Oh, cute!" And I was—I accepted it. I'm not gonna fight that shit. 
No way. All the way back to the point where Vito has like, oh, you argue like an old married couple, and they're both like, no! I was like, okay, those two. I think I missed that. It's like in the second scene. It's like, like real early in the movie. She's like walking to work, or walking to school um, after having breakfast, and they bike up, and it's like they're fighting about something, and she's like, oh, you argue like an old married couple. Just before they go and meet Dad, and Dad's like, walk straight up, uh, walk with your good posture or whatever. Like, right in front of everyone, she's, like, embarrassed to establish his dad, dad's an asshole. I threw this on and sat Mac in front of it like a toddler and then went and cooked supper. So I was, like, in and out of the room. So I, I definitely probably just missed this. I accepted it. I, I accepted the shit out of it. But I definitely, I don't know. Maybe Homeboy was just like, hey, if I put my chips in both piles, I can't lose. He's <laughs> playing the field real quick. Yeah. And he didn't lose. He didn't lose. Put it on red and black, am I right? He sure did. He sure did. And he still went home with a jackpot. Or potentially. I guess everybody kind of wins at the end of this movie. I don't think anyone lost, except maybe all of their homes. You know, they didn't get together? Like, I don't fucking know. Alright, well, Claire raises a pretty good point that we don't actually know if the two main characters get together at the end. I believe in love. I think they got together. Care to shit all over that love hater? Uh, I don't know. It's probably safe to say that they did. And then they got an apartment, realized they hate each other, and they broke up tragically. That's fucking depressing and probably the most accurate thing. Because, like, really, it was, like, high school <laughs> sweethearts. Those work out every time. I mean, when you save, like, 100, 200, how many people do you think lived in that village? They said a number. They they said they said a number. I safe like two thousand people. No, in that little village, two thousand people. Two hundred, maybe. That was probably two thousand. They said like fifteen hundred or something like that. I I fifteen hundred. I'd give you. When you save fifteen hundred people together, that's. I feel like that kind of cements your love, right? Maybe. Ah. Uh... In, like, a weird, like, creepy trauma bond way, I would say, yeah. Like, I, I guess I guess I'm indebted to you for my life, because you, you did save me. No wonder they spent that time looking for each other. They're just, like, mad guilty the whole time. Seriously, like, I have to blow this guy because he, he saved my life. Like, that's fair. Honestly, yeah, I'd give him that. I can't find the amount of people. I'm devastated. In one timeline, there was zero. <laughs> too soon, too soon, dude. <laughs> That's fucking. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, no, I, I, like, yeah, I, I don't know if they got together. Honestly, it'd be so weird too to know that you like prevented like a catastrophe with somebody, but you have no idea who that person is. Well, and they don't even know that they prevented the catastrophe. Damn, I never thought about that, but they totally, totally forgot about that altogether, wouldn't they? Yeah, they have no recollection that they went and saved all of these people. They just know that somebody out there is looking for them. For what reason? I don't know. Could be a murderer. Could be, could be the Dungeons and Daddies thing, where you just, eternally somebody is out to get you, but you don't know who it is. And that could be that Ooh. feeling. Yeah, right? Mm, mm. Different flip flip flop, flip flop, different story. What's your name? Stalker. Crazy. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs>
Hey, it's your boy Lego, and thanks for tuning in for another episode of Knights of the Weeb Table. Uh, next week, or next episode, we'll be doing our new genre. We'll be switching to studios, and a finally one one. We're watching Remain, a, uh, a water polo sport anime. Be there. Be there, or don't be gay, boys. Or be gay, boys. Or be gay, boys. Please be gay, boys. Uh,